welcome to the Living Enlightened podcast. I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. And I'm Michelle from Michelle Love Class Alive. Welcome. So today we are talking about um, a topic which is gender confusion and, you know, just sort of, you know, how confusing and the options and what have you. So we're just a, a couple of spiritually aware chicks just you know, out there having a chat, maybe some tips and tricks and, and an energy card or oracle card for you. What do you think, Michelle? I think you should take over. I'm struggling. I've got, um, <laughs> I've got Joy, so she's going to take over for me. That's my class. Hello, Joy. She's sitting right in front of you, right in the middle of the screen. <laughs> um, yeah, so we like to talk about what's been happening during the week. Be- uh, Beck's outlined the theme, so we're happy there. Um, and Beck might do a card mm. for some guidance today. Actually, um, I have um, I have drawn a card, but there's a funny story to that. So I'll let you finish before I reveal it. All right. Well, I'll just um, briefly outline, I guess, what I've been up to. We are getting ready for the Aura Festival, Beth. So I am and seeing that. And I've had um, a couple of meetings with another guy that I'm sort of doing the emceeing with. So it'd be nice to get back up there and, um, you know, get on the microphone because I haven't done that for a little while. So um really excited about that we're organizing the whole thing and there's going to be um last year we did it and um we had about a thousand people um attend all up and they did have limitations because COVID is sort of happening so um you can only have 200 in at a time um but yeah the people who are doing the couch um estimated about a thousand were there so it's going to be a really great um great event like music and all this sort of stuff so just really excited about that this weekend we're actually doing a um bike ride as well and um there's nine of us doing it so we're doing 57 uh, kilometres along the Brisbane Valley Rail Trail. So people who are in um, sort of Brisbane and South East Queensland mostly know where that is. Um, they're heading out to Chikulua, which is a couple of hours drive. And, um, yeah, it's this group of nine of us. It's um, all sort of gravel and uphills and downhills and going through historic areas. So there's um, old pubs you go past and, you know, old trains. I've actually kept bits of old trains and old platforms. So they've actually got the old platforms sitting there still and, you can sort of basically riding along where the ra- where the train used to go. That's why it's a rail trail. So um, that's why they've got little platforms and things there. You can go through the train. You can take photos. You know, so they've um, preserved a lot of that heritage, which I think is really cool. And um, and it's also good for tourism because we're riding our bikes, and so we're stopping in at you know little cafes and you know little um, businesses that might have been bypassed otherwise. So it's actually been excellent for all of that. So we're really looking forward to. Um, getting out on our bikes. Um, haven't done a lot of riding, so it's going to be interesting. Um, there's some people who themselves don't really ride much, uh, but they just really want to take part. So I think it'll be probably a steady pace, hopefully. And, um, yeah, but just another way to sort of keep fit. And it's good for us coming up to um, Brisbane, Padme, Kokoda, because we're doing the 30Ks in Brisbane in August. So it's just good to sort of keep fit and get out on the uh, get out on the bikes. Beck, what's been going on with you? Uh, I That's... Really, I'm so proud of you, Michelle. I'm just so proud of you. Just Thank you. beaming with, you know, enthusiasm and getting out there and doing all these things. It's, it's just amazing okay, and to watch you, to watch, you, <laughs> watch you get out there and do these things and, and you know, do, do the best you can, which is amazing, like the way you get through these things. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely. I just wanted to say that. Super proud of you. Yeah, really good for mental health. And I think for yeah. the home, people who have anxiety and things like that, I mean, yeah. you know, my hubby does have that and, um, you know, he doesn't like being around people all the time and deals with people for his work and stuff like that. 
And so that for him, doing the Sunshine Coast one, um, he stepped up, he was, you know, telling everyone, you know, do this and do that and blah, 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 taking the leadership role. And um, it's just been a massive turnaround for him. So I really encourage anyone who um, struggles a little bit in that way, give it a go, you know, get a little team together um, and just see, you know, see what happens. Uh, exercise is very, very good for the um, headspace though. And it's amazing. It is. It's just amazing to see the, the the times that you guys are getting, and the you know coming out of you know the shell like with Jason, um, <clears throat> sort of taking like last time. I think you were saying that he was sort of a bit anxious and a bit apprehensive yeah. about it. And then he got yeah. out there and he was just like complete, complete polar opposite. <laughs> yeah, and I think like most people just don't do it because they think they can't. But when you actually get out there and you go, "Wow, I actually did it! Oh my god, what else can I do?" And it's just pushing yep. me out of that comfort zone. Yep, yep. Gaining mm. momentum, gaining momentum. So this week I have just been spending a lot of time because I've got school holidays, a lot of time with the kids, doing some um, <clears throat> uh, family sort of bonding and building that sort of stuff. So that's that's what we've been about. I've still got the two magpies outside in mm. the Avery. Um, but I think one of them will be going back to its original care soon. Uh, and then the other one uh, is possibly ready for release. Looks like his wings sort of lifted a bit, which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. How good's that? Well, that's what I've been up to. Yeah. I just wanted to say, um, just with these cards, this has really got me distracted. It sort of threw yeah. me off. So I, I sort of messed up the whole intro and everything. Oh, no. But I was sitting here and I was like, okay, I've got to draw a card for this. So I will do that. But do I pick? these cards or do I pick my animal wisdom chart? And I thought, hmm, the topic's, the topic's gender confusion. All right. Do I get animal cards? No, I won't get animal cards. So I picked the other ones and the card it gave me was animal totems. Oh, my gosh. Check it's it out. <laughs> so then I drew oh from God. the animal deck um, and I actually got the uh, – <clears throat> The King of Water, this is from the um, Angel Wisdom Tarot uh, with Radley Valentine. Um, so there's a lot of animals in, in this deck itself, but this is, this is sort of where I went to. Um, and it's got the fish coming out of the ocean in here in a, in a, in a boat, uh, like a ship in the background and the king's own, mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, sitting there in his own... Um, um, little boat on his, he's got little angels and cupids and the cups there, you know, the cups being full. So this is um, about a safe situation and solid relationships, um, hidden but well-intentioned emotions and, um, you know, seeking counsel as well. So, and I just, I was just looking at it and I thought, well, I'm going to go into this a little bit more. So I've pulled the book out um, and it, actually talks about um you know if people have negative things to say about someone um they're better off keeping those sentiments to themselves and it's about wanting desperately to keep a deep intimate relationship with other people you've experienced you know different unforeseen consequences such close relationships or you're cautious maybe even a little afraid so um on, on that note you sort of tend to keep thinking things under wrapped 
under wraps with most people. So, you know, keeping all those secrets, keeping those things inside you. Um, and it's actually the card is saying not to be afraid to show your emotions. Not everyone is out to manipulate feelings. Um, and it is in, in fact inevitable that someone won't like your point of view. So you might as well get used to the occasional conflict, but don't stress about things too much. Um, and stop being overwhelmed by emotions and, you know, having to sort of maybe um, cover the truth to avoid conflict. This is what this card is about, which, which is interesting. Yeah, accepting diversity and unique views, um, seeing a therapist and wise counsel. So this is these are the sorts of things that have come up um, with this card, which I think is just incredible given the topic we're talking about today. Yeah. Well done. Your cards are always like that, Beck. Every time you draw cards, they just make so much sense for what we're talking about. I love that my cards are telling me which cards to go to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Spirit. So, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. I'll get a photo of those up through the show. Right. So, Beck, do you want to kick things off or would you like me to kick things off today? Oh, you, you can cook, kick thing, cook things off. You can start cooking, Michelle. <laughs> um, so, Beck, when we were growing up, and this is just about our, um, you know, gender sort of re, uh, gender confusion uh, theme today. When we were growing up, and I'm talking, you know, I'm in my 40s, so mid-40s, we only had a couple of options um, with gender, so it was boy or girl. Yep. So it wasn't super confusing. You'd fill out a form. Your parents would fill out a form with a doctor's surgery, boy or girl, easy done. Um, so it's really, really simple. Now I'm filling out forms these days and I'm thinking, God almighty, there's like, you know, 15 different choices and one of them's, you know, non-binary and, you know, it can be a little bit, um, confusing because I've got a friend of mine who's, um, you know, uh, identifies this way. She's a female, um, but doesn't identify as a female anymore. Um, totally fine. You know, there's no judgment with any of what we're saying today, but I know because I can speak from, I guess, her perspective. And it's a little bit confusing. You know, I find it just in terms of when we had a discussion with our workmates, because we used to work with this person and we're having a discussion and it's like, how do you actually talk to her? It's not like she's had, you know, surgery or anything like that. So she's not a female. She doesn't, you know, um, sorry, we don't say male because that's what she's identifying with. We don't say male, but we have to say, you know, the non sort of gender, you know, terms. So it's they, so usually you pluralize everything. They usually is, is pretty much that covers most of it. Um, instead of them, yeah, they, them, yeah, all the plurals. Yeah. But it's, you cut yourself out because if you're messaging this person or messaging about her to somebody else or them about somebody else, then you're constantly going, oh my gosh, okay, I've got to change that, I've got to change that, I've got to change. And it's really, it takes a lot of um, thinking. You know, not that that's a negative thing, but it just is a little bit tricky when you're, you know, because you don't realize how much you identify with the gender of someone, even if you're just posting on their page, you know, happy birthday, you know, did whatever it is. It's like, it is a real, it does test you a little bit to not have to um, name that uh, particular gender. And I, I don't know that we realize just how, you know, much we identify with gender because you think about it, if you have a baby, you know, the first thing is, is it a boy or a girl? Surely. I mean, Bex had four of them. I, that's the first thing you want to know if you didn't get them identified beforehand. You know, he can get the scan and sort of figure out if it's going well. Not everyone does that. But sometimes it is a surprise. But um, surely that's the first question out of most mothers' and fathers' mouths is what gender is it? Is it a boy or a girl? You know what I mean? So it's like that's yeah, sort of absolutely. That's where it begins. And I, and I, and I think the majority of the time too, you don't actually get a chance to, to ask that question. Yeah. Um, because... 
they will come up to you and go, it's a little girl or it's a little boy. Or identify it for you, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. But yeah. mind you, I, I found out during my pregnancies what, what my my babies were, yeah. um, especially the first two because they were twins. Yeah. Um, but they still do that. Like even though you know, they still confirm it. <laughs> they yeah. still have to confirm it. Yeah. But, but back yeah. in the day, see, when our mums were having kids and, and you know, certainly for my mum because uh, she's in her 70s, um, they d- we didn't have the technology to be able to tell a gender because so, there weren't ultrasounds in the way that they are now. So these days you're getting a three-dimensional kind of image of your child. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't the way back then. So I guess that's where I kind of take it from. It, it starts there, you know, and then you identify with that gender, that's a boy, that's a girl, I've got a son and a daughter, and then things can get a little bit confusing, I guess, down the track, Beck. Well, that's right. It, it can. But, you know, it's not um, so much. I think given today a lot of people are sort of more aware of their feelings and more aware of... You know, I mean, like you were saying, back in the day for us, it was pretty much tick this or tick this. Mm. There wasn't that sort of option. And and I think now that there are more options out there, a lot of people are sort of like, oh, well, what's that about? I remember um, <laughs> I remember when I was a lot younger, there was, I, I grew up and it was, you know, Mr let's say Mr. Jones down the street, go and take this to Mr. Jones or this mm. is Mrs. Jones. You, you referred yeah. to people as Mr. And or Mrs. Teacher, your teacher was Mr. or Mrs. Yeah, that's right. And then um, there was this thing, I filled out this form one day and there was like this MS and I was like, what's, what's, oh, what's, yeah. what's this? And, and it was like, oh, okay, that's really cool. Um, so I use that now. Mm. But, and, but I actually had to look into it because it wasn't, something that was taught to me growing up because it wasn't, you know, it was like you said, this box or this box. And then that came in and and it was probably been around for ages, but I wasn't aware of it, hadn't been taught or or knew about it until I started filling out the forms myself. It was an alternative. Um, When it came in, it was an alternative for uh, Miss because Miss was your single. Miss was not married, not not necessarily single. You could have a boyfriend or girlfriend. But um, traditionally, if you're a miss, unmarried. you were, um, yeah, unmarried um, and a Mr. or Mrs. identified you as married. And so for the women who grew up and it was sort of the bra burning, you know, 60s and 70s, yeah. women who grew up in that, that era where they were um, feeling a bit, you know, um, less uh, important because they lost their name, you know, they became Mrs. Blah, you know, whatever the husband's name was. Um, you know, they were the ones, and especially the unmarried ladies, um, may not have wanted to identify as being unmarried. So I always selected Ms. MS. I never selected Miss as far as, you know, that's been around, as long as that's been around. Because, yeah, I, I didn't want to identify as just being this kind of, you know, single kind of cat lady. So I just always selected Miss. Because I don't think it's been business. And basically it meant that they wouldn't know if you're married or unmarried. Basically yeah. that's the idea of Ms., yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just, you know, what you what you prefer there. And I think that's what's sort of happening a lot today too is there is a lot more options on there um, as far as identifying who you are and people are becoming more aware of it and it's and they're doing more research and they're sort of like, well, actually, yeah, I kind of, kind of feel this. Mm. This is something I've been thinking about or something I've been feeling and then researching into it some more. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's certainly interesting. It really is. We also, on that option on the form, you know, we have non-binary and that's something that kind of I didn't really 
know what that was. I had to look up the definition. Um, and non-binary relates to different things, but it can be with gender as well. And it basically means that I don't identify with either, you know, male or female. So, and it can be just that person wants privacy. It can be that that person thinks, well, it's not your business, you know. And this gets confusing, I guess, when you get into doing a census because the census is all about population. It's all about, you know, have you got boys? Have you got girls? Are you a boy or a girl? So it can get a bit confusing. And I don't know whether this, because I haven't filled out a census recently, whether they've changed it. I think they had. I think there were lots of options on the census last time we filled it out. And, you know, whether that's a little bit more confusing in terms of the data, you know, whether that's um, influencing what they are able to uh, reveal, you know, in terms of the census and things like that, I, I imagine it would have an influence on that. Um, is it good or bad? You know, that's that's pretty black and white. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, options are good, but I just wonder whether sometimes we have kind of too many options. You know, we have the LGBTIQ community and it used to be, it used to be gay and lesbian when I was growing up. It was just sort of the two. Yeah. And then it became um, all of these other things. And often I don't know what all the different abbreviations, like the letters in that stand for. I can't even remember them, you know, all of them. Uh, but they are very important to people in that community, you know, definitely. Marriage equality, great. You know, we're doing a lot better in a lot of these areas, I think. Um, one of the things that I wanted to present here, I guess, and this is based on some documentaries that I've watched, but I'm very interested in sometimes the um, gender reassignment because, you know, if you're a boy or a girl, a young boy or girl, um, they have to begin that gender reassignment process quite young because I'd like to get them before they go into puberty. And now as I was as a kid, and I think Beck and I have talked about this before, I'm a, I was a tomboy, you know, definitely. I was very much, you know, hanging out with boys, playing basketball. I played with boys' toys. I dressed like a boy. I had hair like a boy, everything. And, you know, does that mean that I wanted to be a boy? You know, I could have been influenced in that way, I guess, if I sort of knew about all that stuff. But but that's the thing. This is this is um, yeah. at that time when you're a tomboy. That was completely acceptable for a girl totally. to be a tomboy. Yeah, he called it a tomboy. He called them that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But yeah. we wouldn't have been influenced into you know no, that gender reassignment surgery or anything like that. Yeah. No, no, because it just it wasn't wasn't heard of. No, it was what it was. You know, yeah. you were a tomboy or you weren't a tomboy or a little girl's girl, whatever. Um, there was no judgment. And my neighbour, I mean, you know, sometimes it's just because you look at kids and you go, oh, I know parents who go, oh, no, look at my child. They're playing with dolls or whatever and it's a boy. I mean, I played with my neighbours like, you know, trucks and whatever because it was different to what I had. And then he played with my Barbie dolls because it was different to what he had. So sometimes you just want that different thing you don't have at your house. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, but it didn't mean that either of us wanted to be the opposite gender. But I guess, you know, my only thought here is that sometimes, and I think there has been debates about this over the years, sometimes, you know, we're asking kids to sort of make a decision, you know, not, not about me being a tomboy and just having a great time climbing trees. It's like, imagine if my parents came to me and went, do you want to be a boy or a girl? What do you want to do here? And it's like, you got to make a decision. And basically you're making that decision before they're going through puberty. So they haven't started menstruating yet, you know, all of that, because they've got to start the drugs and all of that sort of stuff before they go through that, you know, before they go through puberty. So you're asking basically a 10-year-old, you know, and you've got young kids. Imagine that, like asking a 10-year-old, what are you going to do? Do you want to be a boy or a girl for the rest of your life? I mean, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I couldn't comprehend much at that age. Like making a decision like that, incredible. And, you know, I just think that I've heard of stories later where um, those girls or boys that did have that assignment, reassignment surgery, regretted it. And were like, I was a tomboy. I just, wow. <laughs> and there's kind of no turning back at that point. 
Yeah, I just want to want to say there that I mean I know someone who actually will mirror people, uh, and is quite a young person. So we're we're talking early teens, mm. and it's just sort of um, from my observation is just trying to find their way and what is right for them. So kind of putting yeah. the feelers out as to what feels right, especially when the confidence is low and wanting to sort of fit in and be comfortable. Yeah. Um, so at one point they will sort of uh, mirror that the masculine sort of side and then they'll come back and, and mirror the feminine sort of side. And I, I feel like that can create a lot of confusion just trying to fit in with people now. And, um, you know, while I'm all for moving forward and progress and things like that, um, too many choices, I think, can sort of make it harder as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. Is that, yeah? Is that making sense? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Did you have any other, did you want me to? No, no, yes? I just wanted to sort of put it, because mirroring yeah. other people's um, and and. They're the first ones to say it. I, I don't know. So I mirror. I mirror this and I mirror that. And then, of course, being at such a young age too, it's sort of mirroring the adults. It's kind of like coming into that, you know, when you have to to transition from a, from a child to an adult, some people just have to make, you know, in our time, we just had to make that leap. There wasn't an in-between. Even though we were teenagers, it was like you're a child. Well, you're 13 years old now. You can start behaving like an adult. Mm. Um, and it's just trying to find, and, and I think it's really important that that um, that age area for emotional and um, you know physical and psychological development, and just your own inner being um, developing all of these things is mm. there is just so much out there. You have to. You're not a kid anymore, but you're not an adult. Um, you want to fit in with with this type of people you want to fill in fit in with these type of people you want to fit in with your parents you want to fit in and it just gets overwhelming and I think that's where you know it, it can be really hard really really hard for them yeah I totally agree um it's definitely not an easy situation and Beck and I you know we're trying to be very cautious I guess here too because we don't want yeah. to um you know offend anybody um but this is just i guess an interesting discussion because we're in a, a similar demographic you and i so we sort of um relate to the same sorts of things and you know um one of the things that we talked about before today's show back was um and you got a photo of this which is just awesome but um there has been a bit of concern i was talking to a friend today and that's why i thought this is a good um talk topic to do he was sort of saying there's some concern around, you know, and whether this is in school um, or in parks or whatever. Um, some boys saying, well, I don't identify as a boy. I'm going to use the girls' toilets. And I guess, you know, there's some concern, and it could go both ways, absolutely. But, um, you know, there's um, a bit of concern around whether they, some, you know, may take advantage of that and say, well, I identify as a girl. I'm going into the girls' toilets. You know, what, what, you know, what could potentially happen, you know? Um, so I guess that that's a little bit of a concern where we do have to have, you know, sometimes that sort of separation. Um, but, you know, Beck actually made an awesome point, and I want you to just talk about that briefly, Beck, because we've got a beautiful photo of this. But um, there's some changes. There's some changes coming, which is great. There, there are some changes coming, and and I think for this particular person uh, that um, I was talking about before, they had actually attended a site and had wanted to use the toilets but weren't sort of comfortable using the male ones and the female ones obviously um, 
you know, that, that, that were set there weren't sort of not able to do that because physically is male um, and wanted to sort of have, have an option there where they weren't using um, like the disability toilets because then other people who need them can't use them too. So it was sort of lost for a little bit there and trying to figure it out and actually said, you know, can you, is there a way we can have one that's like gender equal toilet to, to use, um, you know, and, and it makes sense because when you're at home, that's what you do. Yeah. You know, yeah. it makes, and these, and, and I'm talking about, like I said before, this is a young person. So trying to, to understand everything and fit in and, and, and make everything, um, you know, without the, without the pressures of conflict and, and what have you. And it was just a few days later, um, <clears throat> my partner was at a work site uh, with work and he sent me this photo, which I've, I've put up on the, the site. And it's actually, this was a construction site. And it was, it's the, the photo is, it's got a, a, the female sign that you have on the, the bathrooms in public. It's got the male sign. And then it's got... Um, half male, half female, sort of so half the dress and half the trouser form um, there and it's inclusive and that was posted up on on the toilets there, which was, um, you know, that's a really, I I saw that and I was just like, that's amazing. So good. That is amazing, especially, um, you know, and I'll probably offend more construction workers here than (laughs) (laughs) and people's gender identities but Mm. I think being at a construction site that was just such a big thing yeah and I think it's really clear as Beck described it very very well there it's very clear what that is like what the situation is with that toilet um because unisex you know great you know most people know what unisex means you know you can go in or not or whatever and with the handicapped toilets as we said you know disabled toilets you know we don't be all occupying the um, disabled toilets you know in case those people need those toilets so I think it's really good that it is clear because I have been to um toilets and I think some people try to get a bit clever with the whole thing like I've been to some toilets like whether it's like in a, a pub or club or nightclub or you know something yeah and, um they have a picture of like I don't know for example they might have a picture of two different animals or something and you're like which one's the girls and which one's the boys like yeah. I have been to I have literally been to toilets where it's quite quite a funky place restaurant or whatever and they've got pictures of yeah something different like not the name or anything just like a, an image and it's not clear. Like I, I've literally stood there and I've had to go back and ask staff members and go, which one's the boys and which one's the girls? Um, yeah. And I can't remember the exact image, but I just remember being like, which, what, who, um, where am I going here? So I think that the one you described is really great because it is super clear. It's a combination of both. Um, if you identify, you know, it's neither or both or whatever, um, head in there. And um, yeah, I think it's a great one. So we'll have a picture up on uh, social media. Once this podcast goes to air, um, that yeah, you know, in terms of, I guess, recommendation and, and inspo, you know, um, I just think that we kind of need time. You know, I think that it's difficult with that gender reassignment, as we said, making a decision like that as a young person is really tough, you know, because I think that a lot of us change our minds, um, you know, being a tomboy, I mean, now I work with women, um, you know, I still probably dress more masculine than feminine a lot of the time. Um, but I mean, winter, who's wearing dresses around anyway. Um, but, you know, I think that I, I work with women primarily um, and I don't go and play basketball with the boys anymore and do all of the masculine things, although I get along with men and women just as well, you know. But would I like to have been a man at this point? 
probably not. Um, you know what I mean? So I think that, you know, it is good to have time to sort of consider these things. It's really important, you know, to make those sorts of decisions. If your kid's a tomboy, awesome. You know, let them be a tomboy, whatever. Um, but, you know, I think it's a really uh, good debate. Really good. Yeah. And I've um, really enjoyed that. And uh, the toilets, you know, whatever we can do for the future uh, is awesome. You know, making people feel more, more included and more inclusive communities. It was it was funny, Michelle, when you started um, talking then, I had this... Um... Uh, vision in my head and and I just feel like I need to mention this about you know the old-fashioned movies and how if a guy was was you know having you know they used to have male female and they used to have this polite argument and she'd walk off and storm off into the toilets and he'd be like behind her and go in there and and they'd realize that he was in there and then he'd get like a slap across the face for it (laughs) and that's that's when he first started talking that's what I actually saw in my head that that whole scene one of those that was barefoot in the kitchen pregnant and all those days and and how different how different and how wonderful but um and I think the big takeaway from this is just to and you know and I hope that um you know, I haven't offended anybody with my words or, or what have you, but just bringing awareness, trying to bring awareness out mm. there. And I think the big takeaway is just to have, a, you know, a bit more compassion because yeah. for everyone out there because, um, I mean, it, it's, it scares me. I will say that it scares me. And I think I'm more scared because of the fear about, getting it right with all the choices and and all the different um I want to say labels I don't like labels but labels or the different labels out there um so confusing for me so confusing because I'm trying to keep up with it all and yeah here I am trying to still figure out how to use things on my tablet I'm just one of those that part of that generation um but um I think just compassion and and just a bit of you know awareness that we're all here. We all have feelings. We all want to be loved. We all want to share love. Um, and really, it, it doesn't really matter. Mm. Yeah. It's and it's important to have the conversation. I mean, you yeah. know, it begs right to say, you know, I hope I haven't offended anyone. I'm sure you haven't. But, um, you know, it's important just to have the conversation about these things because back in the day, that was one of the big issues was that people didn't talk about stuff. Mm. No conversation. So I think now for us to be able to, you know, have a conversation like this, to have podcasting, I mean, podcasting hasn't been around forever. So it's like to be able to have a conversation because we're in a democratic society, um, to be able to discuss and debate and, you know, talk about these things. And we're not experts, neither of us are experts. Um, But, you know, it is interesting because we're all trying to adjust and we are part of society. So I feel like we can... um, certainly have a uh, open and frank conversation about these things. Um, anyway, I have to get to my appointments for the day. So um, we might wrap up if you're happy to do that. Um, so next podcast, Beck, uh, All the Feels. All the, about feels. all the Feels. Yeah. So we were chatting about this earlier and um, this is all about connecting very much what we we're just talking about really. But in a, I guess we're continuing this sort of thought around, you know, kids being able to discuss their feelings, getting more into um, what it is, how it makes me feel, where I feel it in my body, all this sort of stuff that we didn't grow up with and, you know, how that may be maybe improving generations to come, you know, um, being more open with the conversation, uh, meaning that, you know, hopefully some of the amazing commercials on at the moment on TV, I just, I'm so impressed, you know, showing boys sticking up for girls, they're getting picked on and stuff like this. And I just haven't seen anything like that before. And I think that's super impressive. And I feel like hopefully we're raising some pretty amazing young humans, um, you know, via this, you know, I guess 
discussion and uh, getting it all out in the open because I feel like, you know, that's part of it is sometimes we don't talk about these um, these things and they kind of get swept under the carpet a little bit. So um, that's why I thought this would be a good one to discuss and it sort of ties in well. I think it'll flow on well from today's episode then, hopefully. Definitely, definitely. And I've just actually put in a note for just, just something that came to mind when I first read that um, for the next episode. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, I think it'll Very be cool. good and it'll flow on nicely. And again, you know, we're not experts, we're just doing our best, but I think these are really um, interesting conversations. We're trying to spark some conversations. So if you, listener at home, want to weigh in on our discussions, livingenlightened33 at gmail.com, um, or you can reach out to us on social media, Living Enlightened on uh, Facebook and get involved. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, have you a have great. a beautiful day. You too, and I'll see you next week. Okay. Be back. Bye. Bye.